What's up, peeps? We're back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. Thank you so much for joining us for the podcast edition of the AEW Insider. We got a really good show. I did a YouTube show about two days ago. It was a big show with a lot of news. Like, seriously, if you haven't watched it, check it out. It's a totally different show from this one. Just like the people who watch on YouTube are going to have to watch this for these stories because they're totally different this time. So definitely show us some love. AEW Insider on YouTube. All right, let's get to the show. AEW. Well, AEW finally announced their action figure line last night. And the figures, I call them figs, so I'm going to be saying figs. The figs look awesome. If you follow me on Facebook, on uh, what you call my regular Facebook, you'll see that I'm a big fig collector. They have Brandy, Cody, Kenny Omega, Jericho, and the Young Bucks. And they show Kenny Omega has his awesome ring um, jacket he wears but with the one arm and the other one's cut off. Cody has his sledgehammer that he destroyed to throw in the Triple H with. It's fucking great, man. Uh, they will be releasing a ring in the fall for them. And also they're going to be doing different ways of different figures, just like WWE does. It's going to feature stars like the Jurassic Express, MJF, Moxley and more and they're also going to have special variants and chases the special ones that are worth more money for collectors I'm stoked for this line and I will buy every one of them stay tuned peeps um, AEW launched their first podcast. Like These guys are not playing around. I don't mean to just cut into the story, but I've been a huge fan of AEW. I'm the one who believed in these guys from the start. I remember last year on Facebook, man, all these punks who were talking shit, saying they don't have a TV deal. They're not going to do this. They're not going to do that. Look at these guys now, man. Their action figure, their video games coming out. They're not playing. But anyway, they even have their first podcast. It's awesome. It's hosted by Tony Schiavone and female referee Aubrey Edwards. It's called AEW Unrestricted. The first guest they had was John Moxley. He talked about the Shield, when he got to WWE, and other things. Mox said, I was really lucky to have a good starting off point being in the Shield. I couldn't have asked for a better start. You can't ask for a much better start than that. It was a lot harder to break in back then. When we were in development, we had a real chip on our shoulder because we were as good as anybody up there and we were stuck down here. Even if you got a chance to go up on TV, you would actually break through and actually be successful. You'd have a lesser chance, I think. So the same kind of mentality. When we got this tiny strut of opportunity, we were like, nobody is taking this away from us. It was real for all of us, and we all shared one mentality. He also touched on when he got hired by WWE and situated in Florida. He said when he first got the call for WWE, he thought it was a joke. Then Joey Mercury called, and then Mox knew it was real. The next thing Moxley knew, he was making his way to Florida. I had no possessions to my name. I had a wrestling bag, like a few books in this really crappy beater car. I had whatever cash I had to my name. They give you like a moving bonus. They give you $1,500 to pay for your move and moving trucks. So that was basically the only cash I had. 
I couldn't even cash the check because I didn't have a bank account at the time. So my buddy's girlfriend went to the bank with me and co-signed so I can get a cash because I didn't have an account and I literally just had a wad of cash and I drove there 24 hours straight. I got there in the morning. I've been up for 24 hours. The sun in Tampa is beating my face and I'm confused. I couldn't even get an apartment because I didn't have any credit or anything. I had an eviction on my record from like a year before. I didn't have any luck getting an apartment, and they said there's some guys who need a roommate. We could put you in touch with them. But I was too proud and embarrassed or antisocial to even ask for help or anything. I was like, I'll just figure it out for myself. So you got to check it out. It's a great podcast. It's on Apple Podcasts plus other platforms. Uh, last night, AEW Dynamite. I, excuse me, last night at AEW Dynamite, wrestler Austin Aries was backstage with Diamond Dallas Page. Uh, they've been working together lately. So if Austin Aries makes a good impression and talks to the right people, the producers, we could definitely see him on AEW very soon. But it has come to light that the real reason the two were there is that they're trying to get some backing from AEW for a stem cell treatment venture, which is insane. Like, what the fuck? And finally, for AEW, uh, they showed ECW legend Raven sitting amongst the fans on Dynamite Wednesday night. People are saying that he could be the leader of the Dark Order. We'll see. All right, peace. We got some WWE news. I got a crazy random wrestling story about Kevin Nash and a CBD company. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, peeps, welcome back. Thank you very much for joining us. Let's get to WWE news. WWE is starting to step away from using scripts for the wrestlers. They know what's working for AEW, and they know deep down that's what their performers want. So there won't be as many scripted promos anymore, which is awesome. Uh, they got to definitely do that, because when you let the wrestler have a little bit you know, of freedom, they're going to put their all into it, and they're going to put their realness to it. And that realness carries across the screen and the people who are watching it. So I hope it continues, and I hope they do really, really well. Uh, WWE has booked ex-superstars Cameron and Brodus Clay. You know, the three, the three group, the Funkadelics? Well, they're going to be coming back for WrestleMania weekend. Nobody knows what it's for, but I mean, of course they got to reunite the Funkadelics. I think Bailey's going to beat, uh, what you call it, um, I mean, I think uh, Naomi's going to beat Bailey for a women's title, and somehow it's going to play to the story, them dancing with her, turning on her, or something. It's going to be good to see Cameron's fine self again, but Brodus Clay, man, he gets hit with sexual harassment accusations and lawsuits all the time and WWE's like, hey, come join us for WrestleMania. It's weird. Shelton Benjamin was on Lillian Garcia's podcast. He talked about his frustration with his current role and why WWE fired him many years ago. Being frustrated with his current role in WWE. Lately, I haven't been doing much as far as on air with WWE. And for me, it's just frustrating. So when you contacted me and wanted to do this interview, my first thought was, I don't even know what I would even talk about because right now I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything that's fulfilling to me. I'm here every week. I'm ready to go. And for me, it's like I watch the show and I'm just, I'm just, I'm just chasing glory. That's what the show's called to me. Not even Monday Night Raw, it's chasing glory. It's like people are chasing something. Uh, I don't feel like I'm even in a hunt. Not that I want, not that I don't want to be, but I'm not. And that frustrates me on a personal level. I mean, he's a smart guy, though. Like I announced a show or two ago, he did re-sign with WWE for a multi-million dollar contract. So, hey, man, take that money, bro.
What led to his original WWE release? Me and WWE had a difference of opinion. I wanted to keep my job and they had a different opinion. Honestly, I was so frustrated by the time I left, but at the same time, I kept feeling like I was constantly trying to prove myself as a superstar and as a performer, show them that I can grow. And it got to a point when I was coming to work and my heart wasn't in it. It was almost like my spirit was broke because I felt like every time I had something going, it got taken away from me somehow or another. My entire time then and now, I felt like I've always produced in a ring. I know I needed work back then and on my promo skills, but I also felt like there was a way to work around it. There were certain things that could have been done to help me and they just weren't doing it. And it just got to the point and I was coming to work and I was just miserable. And it started actually taking a physical toll on me because I remember seeing a picture shortly before I left and I didn't even recognize myself. I felt like I was frustrated and I was becoming complacent. I like I wasn't I, I had that I don't care attitude. All the negative things that a young talent would fall into having their own pity party. And I, that was me. And the decision for that was the decision I let them let me go. All right. Also, unbelievably, Solomoa Joe is injured again. This time, it wasn't in the ring. Joe was filming a WWE commercial. He took a bad bump through a table and hit his head, and another head injury, which just happened a couple weeks ago on Raw. It's not looking great for Solomoa Joe, and that sucks because I'm a huge fan. WWE has banned its wrestlers from being on Vicky Guerrero's podcast until further notice. Vicky Dunn fucked up and did commentary for an episode of AEW Dark, and WWE is not happy about it. Vicky said, they didn't call me for two years. What did they expect me to do? Just sit there and wait for them to call so I can do some work? I love wrestling. I love the work in the ring. And if someone's giving me an opportunity to go up, show up, and have some fun, I should be able to because I'm not obligated to anybody. To be part of a promotion or anyone, you should encourage people that are in other promotions because it's not about everyone showing their talent and because it's about everyone showing their talent and craft. I think there's enough jobs out there and promotions to let everybody work and let everyone contribute to what they want to do in the industry. So when someone told me I couldn't interview the superstars because I went to AEW, I was just like, wow, they're going to be like that? So you just quietly move on, you see how they are, and you just have to take care of your own business. And finally, a wrestling random news story. Kevin Nash has a new job. Big Sexy is now the official global brand ambassador for No Borders Naturals, which is a CBD company. Nash says, after 32 surgeries, I know a lot about pain and rehab. I literally vomit 15 minutes after putting an op opioid in my body. It makes me sick. I had tried about a half a dozen CBD brands with no real result before I was introduced to No Borders Naturals. What really mattered was that I feel better when I take the liquid CBD under my tongue and apply the muscle and joint bob to myself before workouts. I could feel, feel a huge difference after my workouts and all my joints from applying the roll-on. 
These products do work. So there you go, man. He's got his man. He's a man of many hats, we shall say. All right, people. Like I said, I got a great show on YouTube. Go check it out. That was a good show. Crazy fucking good stories. Please remember to show us some love on all major podcasting platforms, Facebook and YouTube, under the AEW Insider, and on Twitter, under the AEW Insider 1. I'll be back in a couple days with a podcast and then with a YouTube show first. And like I said, peace. We are going to WWE Elimination Chamber. Uh, like about two weeks, two and a half weeks from now, and we're going to be covering an awesome horror convention. So stay tuned to the channel. All right, I'm rambling on as always. Thank you, peeps. I love you. Ciao.